welcome to Waves of YA, a podcast focused on young adult literacy brought to you by the Ocean County Library's Teen Literacy Workgroup. My name is Cecilia. I'm one of the teen librarians at the Ocean County Library. Joining me today, we have... I'm Colleen from Brick. Alphabetical order, Kristen. Uh, I'm Kristen from Little Lake Harbor, which the branch does come before Brick, so I didn't know what alphabetical order we were doing. (laughs) On today's episode, we will be focusing on mysteries. These are YA novels and anything related to teens that our teens are able to read with strong mysteries at their core. So we're going to start off with a very controversial and debated question amongst us. So what is the difference between a mystery and a thriller? Yeah, we've been going back and forth and... What I personally feel like, I think a mystery and it can be both, but to be a thriller, it has to be almost a scary book, an edge of your seat book. There has to be some sort of dread overhanging. You can't be like, oh, all excited to find out who the killer is or whatever. I think you need to be like almost afraid and like, and it should be heart pounding. And then a mystery can just be like, yeah, you're trying to figure it out, but you're not anxious for the protagonist at all, really, because usually they're going to solve it and they're going to go on and live happily ever after i don't know um so debated topic (laughs) okay but sometimes you have a mystery where there's a person that's trying to solve the thing whatever that thing is but then there comes a point where like they're getting too close and like there is some anxiety and like oh no what if something happens and they don't solve the mystery because like they ran their car off the cliff or whatever. Is that just a thriller scene within a mystery? I think that there probably can be thrilling scenes in mystery, but for it to be a true thriller, there might have to be some sort of threshold of, <laughs> of thrilling action scenes. <laughs> well, I cannot guarantee that I brought the right books. <laughs> like I would consider that book, The Cheerleaders, a mystery. But in the end, it's it a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like when... thrilling scenes because yeah. you're getting too close or someone's out to get them because they're getting yeah. too close. Or if but it's then... told from different perspectives, then mm. you know that this person is perhaps dangerous because you've given some clues. And now they're with the protagonist who doesn't maybe know that they're dangerous because they're looking a different way. And that is thrilling, but mysterious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A good example where I think it's a mystery, but it's more a thriller is Gretchen McNeil's 10, which is a take on an Agatha Christie book where like, yeah, there's somebody on the island killing them all. So like you got to figure out who it is, but it's also anybody could go at any time and, and you don't know what's going on and it's scary. There's crossover, like there's thrills and mysteries and there's mysteries and thrillers. So I I guess most of the ones we're probably going to be talking about today is the more heavy-handed mystery ones and the more thriller ones, which will be for a later podcast. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) I always thought that thrillers, the action is still happening during the book. And mysteries, you're solving a mystery that either happened right at the beginning of the book or happened before the book starts. And now there's a solution that you're going towards. But I feel like they get very jumbled because a lot of times the story will start as a mystery, but then something else that needs to be solved is an action point that is happening 
in the book. Yeah. So I don't know if what I thought was incorrect or that I just cannot separate feeling anxious because I don't know the answer from feeling anxious because people are currently being murdered. I think that's really good, though. I think that really pinpoints a mystery is when there's one thing that happens and they're trying to find out what's going on there. That's a true whodunit. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of those books. Mm-hmm. Like all the Kim McManuses pretty much are like that. They're trying to figure out the one thing that happened. Mm-hmm. So definition wise, a thriller involves crimes. A mystery involves a crime. Uh, thriller specifically says more of an espionage angle. And mystery is more like the puzzling crime that you're trying to figure out all the pieces from that standpoint, thriller is more like we were saying the action oriented of doing the thing and mm-hmm. mysteries are real thinking cap thinkers. Yeah. It's the difference between Sherlock Holmes and James Bond. Yeah. Like, yeah. James Bond sometimes is trying to solve a mystery, but mostly it's action adventure trying to stop some sort of crazy thing from happening where Sherlock's like, yeah, he's looking after this one mystery, but something could happen in the middle of it and add some drama into the story. But it's still really just a mystery. Okay, those are adult things. <laughs> so mean, much I, easier to pinpoint in adults, I think, than it is for YA. I think there's a lot more yeah, there's jumbling. More, because you almost need that thrilling, action-packed stuff to keep teens occupied and their minds going and like, oh, you know, here the stakes are so high. Like, So do you all usually solve the mystery and identify the murderer or the criminal or whatever before the big reveal at the end? And if so, is that more satisfying than when it's a surprise so sometimes i just have a feeling of who it is and i might not have any like evidence i usually like that when i'm like i knew it was that guy but then it was so clever that i had to like be revealed to me why and i do like that a lot when i haven't been able to figure it out so there is usually i'll scream out loud who it is (laughs) once i figure it out or the moment when the scene is oh it totally pinpointed this person. I remember I was listening to Carrie McManus's You'll Be the Death of Me. And there was a specific scene that I realized who it was and it could not be anyone else. And it ended up being that person. And I was just like, oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I just like pointing and I knew who it was, but it has that thrillingness of now you know and none of the characters do. Yeah. No matter how mm-hmm. much you scream. You're like, why are you trusting them? <laughs> they can't hear you. And then they're going into that dark alleyway with that person, which you should never go into a dark alleyway with anyone, especially the person that's done it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I'll know at the beginning. And then I don't find that as fun. I still want to know yeah. how the author gets there, but I don't find it as fun. And then sometimes... It's someone you could never have guessed. Like, even after you know, you're like, let me think, were there any clues that pointed me in that direction? And mm-hmm. I find those the most infuriating because mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no way I could have known this. Yeah. So random. Yeah. You wouldn't have never thought that that person was actually her father in real life that just came right. in halfway through the story or whatever. <laughs> Or maybe I'm just not a close reader. Like, it's a little bit different, but Monday's Not Coming by Tiffany D. Jackson. I did not see it happening until I was very close to what the answer was, right? She did such a good job of making me engaged in the story, and I wanted to know what was happening. But she does this twist 
in a bunch of her books, she'll do a twist that like, I didn't see it. And then when I think back at the book, I'm like, I don't think I would have known this any sooner than when she wants. And I guess that's a good author. Like she knows when she wants me to see it and doesn't let me know before, but it makes me so mad that (laughs) I had all these other theories about what was going on because of whatever red herring she put in there or whatever extra information she's giving you that makes you think that it's important. And then it's like, Oh, that was a trap. You got me. (laughs) I think for that one, I figured out what had happened, but I didn't know the twist because it's Mm -hmm. so, it's almost out of left field. But when you realize what it was, you're like, oh, I think I, if I read this again, I could point to all the signs that that was happening. Right. Like maybe I could know what the first part of the mystery was, but the second part I wasn't going to get until she was leading me to it. I'm like, okay, fine. Thanks. Mm. (laughs) She did that really well with white smoke. Yes. Because once you figure out what the thing is, the reveal, you're like, oh, well, that's obvious. But like, Mm. you're like, I didn't think of that. (laughs) Right, right. And then I wonder, is white smoke a mystery or a thriller? Because that action is happening while you're reading the book, but also I think white smoke bridges into horror. So then it all gets kind of muddy, but but in a good way. I wrote it on my list specifically for a question we'll talk about later. That was my back and forth of me trying to figure out what Mm -hmm. what one on the things I have read is a mystery and a thriller. And I think at the end of the day, it is what are the characters doing in it? Are they solving the mystery are they you know engaged in the action almost okay oh that's a good one that's a good way because there's that subgenre of teen detective stories yeah we have those mm-hmm. like teens who have podcasts who mm-hmm. are investigating true crime stuff now so like those would be like the verge ones they're thrillers because there's investigation and stuff that's going into it but they're also caught up in the action. So there's that mystery mm-hmm. and that thriller. Yeah. Uh, subsection. That's one of my favorite series, The Good Girl's Guide to Murder, because it seems like it's a straightforward mystery because she's trying to solve the whatever thing in the original book. I can't even remember anymore, like what the original like <laughs> thing was. But like as the trilogy goes on, it becomes way more of a thriller. Right. Because she's, she's not su- just investigating. She's in it. Yeah. She's like. Yeah, because she starts investigating like a known murder that she doesn't think that the person that was found guilty was the right person. And like she's doing it for school and you think, okay, this is sort of tame because like how much trouble could you get in doing Mm -hmm. a school project? And then I feel that as that series progressed, there became more thrillers or more thrills. It got closer to thriller. Like the end of the first book was like, oh no, now she's part of action that you thought was over because she's investigating almost a cold case. And then it sort of changed. Yes. Now, do you guys like the dual narrative of either people on different sides of the investigation? Or there was one book that I read, Spin, by Lamar Giles that kind of goes back and forth between the best friend and the victim beforehand. So you're kind of building oh, up okay. 
records the actual event of the murder in the past from the victim's perspective Ooh, and then yeah. like her best friend's perspective who's like trying to like investigate it yeah i like a lot of dual perspectives i see that i think more in adults uh where you have the detective looking for the serial killer or whatever and then you have bits of the serial killer's mind yeah. i think that's really interesting i love that harry mcmanus does that a lot i think most of her books are dual narratives between several different characters. Mm-hmm. Yes. And sometimes if there are dual points of view, sometimes the second point of view being a podcast or like mm. pieces of news articles, I tend to like that because you're getting this perspective that's not necessarily the criminal and the sleuth, but it's the public yeah. and the investigator. And I think that that's kind of, I've been reading a few that are, what am I reading right now? The Headmaster's List. Um, How is that? I think it's good. It's Melissa De La Cruz. Oh, Um, yes. And I had read another book recently that kind of has a similar, something happened at a party and one character, I think both of them, one character dies. And now one of the people from the party doesn't remember what happened. So in addition to trying to solve the mystery of who did it and what happened, they're also trying to solve this mystery of why can't I remember either Mm. because they hit their head in an accident or they were drugged or they were under the influence, whatever it is, they're solving two mysteries. One is their self mystery and the other mystery and like inherent in this, and this isn't about the headmaster's list. I don't know yet because I didn't finish, but inherent in the not remembering is that it could have been them right like that's where at least that's where my that's where my brain goes because I'm like well if they don't remember what happened and they're like fuzzy on these details Mm -hmm. and they start questioning now like and that to me is very scary so I don't know if that makes it a thriller because I'm super scared but like the idea that now I have to figure out this thing that I was there for, but I don't remember. So now I'm yep. piecing together like online videos and other people's reactions. So it's like I, the unreliable narrator. Yes. They're reliable now, but their memories are unreliable. Yeah. And I, that's also similar to like when there's, it's like a fantasy mystery. Like I almost hate that. Cause I'm like, uh, is this going to be a ghost or just like a real mm-hmm. person? Or like, this is classic with Lockhart. She's always oh, like, yes. Is this is somebody's memory? Is this like somebody's fantasy life? Like, it's so crazy. Hmm. But sometimes it's like in her books, it works because you're like, what? How? how why? Yeah. <laughs> and that fantastical element, she does a really good job of making reality intersect with fantastical things that you couldn't have explained just rationally. She has a good way of blending those to have you guessing. So do you guys like when it is a mystery to you, but the readers already know it, like you're uncovering sort of the mystery of what happened. The book example I can think of is All This Is True. It is about an incident that already happened, but you're figuring out what happened throughout the book. Like the characters already know, the characters are being interviewed about this incident, Mm -hmm. but you don't know what it is and you're trying to figure it all out together. Specifically, that book is a group of friends who befriend a YA author, Mm -hmm. and then something terrible happens, but you don't know what it is. And the interesting, it's it's like a mix of 
YouTube clips and like the author actually writes a book about these characters and something ends up happening mm-hmm. because of that. So you get pieces of the fake book. So you're figuring out what happened in the past. Uh, is that something that would, I guess that would qualify as a mystery, even though it's not a mystery to the characters. Yeah, that's really, I don't know that I've read something like that. That's really cool. I've read books where like you think the character the whole time is the protagonist and it turns out they've been behind everything the whole time. Oh, like I've, wow. Like unreliable. Like, yeah, that's a total unreliable. Na- that was ridiculous. I was so mad, but I loved it because <laughs> I did not see that coming at all. That was in, um, I don't want to say the book because it'll ruin the whole book. <laughs> but um, there was a book where I was like, there's people dying, you know, and she's like, oh gosh, why? what's going on? Totally the whole time. And she was the one doing it. So there was, I was just like, did she know she was doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're the one that didn't know she was. Yeah. We didn't know. It was like, she's like, (laughs) she's like, oh, when I was talking about this scene, this is what really happened. Like, it was Mm -hmm. like, I was just like, oh my God, I I couldn't believe it. So good. I want to know that book off, off uh, (laughs) podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I did really like all of this is true. And I don't know if it's because of the way that the mystery played out or if it's because of the way that it's been sort of trending to have the podcast and the multimedia type of information in the book presented in like different formats. And I think that was one of the first ones that I had read that was more than just the podcast. It was describing to you the videos and then having that YA author be writing a book at the same time and all that. I don't know why I like it, but it seems more realistic because like you don't get all of your information the same way. So why are your books all the same way information? Yeah. yeah, I like that too. It was like that with the weight of blood. Yeah. We know something happened. We know a bunch of people yes, were yeah. died at prom. It's and then how it goes we got up. there. Yeah, it's like, oh. And then still, like, even though you know how it's going to end, I was still like, it was still crazy. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. That was I, very good. I love it with, especially in multiple perspective books, when each character has a different piece of information. If only they would talk to each other (laughs) and exchange information. So you're the only one that's basically communicating with the characters. So it's (laughs) you puzzling all these, figuring it out before Mm -hmm. anybody else, because they're not sharing information half the time. Right. Or things like one of us is lying. That's also based on an Agatha Christie book or not based on, but modeled off of when everyone seems like they have this reason to have done the thing instead of the two people having the information and not talking to each other everyone is like no here's the information and here's the information and here's my information and then they don't all add up the way that you think that they're going to yeah and it's almost like at a certain point in the book any of them could be the murderer like Mm -hmm. all of like it's like they could have written it a certain way and then this other person would have been the murderer Mm -hmm. and i wonder like as an author do they decide before they start? I think it's different for each author, but whether they start, especially when it's a book where anyone could have done it, do they know or do they find out the same way? Yeah, like, are they writing the characters and they're like, oh, actually, this person seems way more immoral and would Mm -hmm. actually do it. Yes. As opposed to this one, just maybe having a good reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I attended a webinar at one of the, YA conferences that Karen McManus, it was specifically building a mystery, but everybody had a different answer. Some people were like, I know who did it in the beginning, Mm -hmm. I'm getting there, or like, I'm discovering the mystery as I'm writing. So yeah, I think it's different and might be different for 
every book too. Yeah. Or if they surprise themselves, like they thought they were writing it one way and then as things unfold, they start writing it a different way. I think that's pretty fascinating as someone who doesn't write and just reads. So one of my favorites is The Inheritance Games, which Mm. is Jennifer Barnes. And I love those books and they're great if you had liked 39 Clues and now you're aging out of younger books. All the riddles and like figuring things out, it's so well planned and- for me, the pieces of that book just like, or the, the whole series kind of like fell into place really well. Yeah, I had to listen to the ending of that multiple times. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what? Wait, what? What? Wait, I was like, I, I was, <laughs> it was oh my so gosh. good. I was like, oh my God. I was like, what? I, I like swear to God, I, I like rewound three times we're, to like jumping, catch every single thing. We're jumping off topic, but oh, here, here's another question that just came to my mind. Is there a book where you were just like the ending, like you either had to listen to it multiple times to be like, wait, what? (laughs) Or it was just so inherently creepy. Like I remember listening to Two Can Keep a Secret and there is a line at the end. I couldn't listen to it again because it sent chills down my spine. I was like, oh my God. It had to do with Mm -hmm. something, not the main mystery, but it was a big reveal of a character's past. Mm -hmm. And it was the last paragraph that was just like, I... I, I don't even remember. I, I read that. But I don't I remember that. <laughs> I think that happens to me more in, in thrillers because mm-hmm. sometimes I'll be reading like a horror mystery thriller. I remember the ending of Natasha Press. What's her name? I forget. The, it's called The Fear. And it's like, yeah. I, the ending of that, I was just like, no, no. I was like, oh my God. I was like, so awful mm-hmm. that I was just like, I can't, I can't get over that. I couldn't get over it for like a little while. And that is like, is that more of a horror or is that? A horror thriller or like is it a, mm-hmm. like that's one that i i think mm-hmm. really is just in thriller and not in mystery so much speaking of horror thriller but we talked about it already the weight of blood the mm-hmm. twist in that i was mm-hmm. w- when i was listening to it i was in the airport and i couldn't really hear and i was like did i did that did yeah, i i think i gasped right? aloud. i was like I, I think i did too mm-hmm. i was just like is this happening is this the twist which is insane mm-hmm. <laughs> and i must know more and then not really too much came of it but no it was still like oh my god like, yeah that was good i had similar and i think that this one is also a little horror slash mystery slash thriller ace of spades um the twists in that it's like big nope feels if you watch horror movies but it was weird the whole time i couldn't really figure out what i was trying to figure out other than that like there was this person that was causing havoc at a high school and then when you figure it out like a fantastical thing too i was like where is this going is this gonna have like a It felt like it was going to be fantastical, but it's almost like it was a statement about how this stuff is so messed up that it might as well come from fantasy. Like, because it takes a but it's a lot of people to 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 do that. It takes a lot of people to pull off what was going on. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily know if it was I had to read the end multiple times, but it's almost like I wanted to have a chart of what just happened. Once the reveal comes and you're like, are you serious right now? And then because the reveal happens and then there has to be more resolution and confrontation towards the end, then there was a little, oh no, what happened happened a little bit before the end. So uh, do we have favorite sleuths or protagonists that are in multiple books or even maybe just one book, but they were awesome and you can't get over it? (laughs) 
I just want to give a shout out to Ellie from Alaxaway. She has that ability to talk to ghosts and ghost animals and summon them, which is very helpful when you're solving a mystery. (laughs) (laughs) And she's got a great core group of assistants and friends that are helping her along the way and her family too who's helping her solve the mystery of who murdered her cousin well as i mentioned earlier i'm a fan of the good girl's guide to murder so my one of my high ones especially after the finale of as good as dead my god (laughs) (laughs) i was just like oh i could not believe what was happening and it was awesome (laughs) so since you already picked from a good girl's guide to murder i'm gonna have to say stevie from the truly devious Mm. series now at first not so much like that first book did me dirty because rose on you though oh oh, you got to the end and this isn't necessarily about stevie but it was about the book in general you got to the end and you're like are you kidding me i just read this whole book and i thought i was going to get the mystery solved and the mystery is not solved there's more (laughs) a different mystery got solved (laughs) (laughs) a different mystery got solved and now there's more mysteries plus the first mystery like you've got to be kidding me but stevie by we're at book four, I think now. I think it will be a seven book series. I think actually book five just came book out. Five. Yes. Book five, um, the one where nine, they go to England, right? Yeah, that one. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, Nine Liars. Yes. Yeah, Nine Liars. Um, People call it Nine Lives and it's not called that. <laughs> no, it is Nine Liars. And by book five, I like her and I kind of like her friend group as well. So mm-hmm. I like that she's finding out things about herself and about how she has operated as like a solo person all this time. And it's like, duh, Shaggy doesn't solve the mysteries by himself or that guy in the white shirt. I don't remember his name. The guy in the white shirt. And Fred? Fred, yes. I don't know his name. I only know the dog and Shaggy. The tie. tie. Or Corvette. What is he wearing? Yeah, Ascot. Ascot, there we go. The guy that looks like he doesn't belong with them. So like Fred, Fred doesn't, Velma doesn't solve the mystery by herself, right? They need a gang. So I really appreciate that Stevie is understanding that like the gang is just as important as the master sleuth. So I I like her and I can learn from her, I guess. And now I know that Fred is the guy with the cravat. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, got it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So we have a mystery within our mystery episode. Oh no. We're going to do our personal top three, which we have not revealed to each other. So our reactions are live and in person. And I might still not know what mine is. <laughs> so we'll start with three and we'll build up much like a thriller <laughs> to our number ones. Uh, so I can go first. So everybody prepare your number three slot. Okay. In my number three slot, I have, I hope you're listening by Tom Ryan. I love that book. Which I is, also love that book. <laughs> which is one of those teen detective podcasts witnessed the abduction of her best friend years ago and now is a podcaster who delves into true crime but gets sucked into a hometown one she didn't want to get involved with when another little girl goes missing and the case ends up being to her best friend going missing. So she was in my potential sluice category. I specifically remember there is one scene towards the end of the book, which verges on the thriller aspect, 
when I don't want to reveal too much, but like that kind yeah. of. Solely. I was like, oh my god, yeah. oh my yeah. god, yeah. the I whole time. Like, oh I was my like, god. Oh. <laughs> oh, I was like so anxious. I was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? But yeah. like, that's another one where the reveal of what actually happened, it seemed like it was out of left field, but then you're like, wait. And yeah. then there's pieces in the background. It's a small little detail you don't initially notice that end up being the most important. I think that's the reason why I love that one so much. And I love a good podcast mystery. A perennial favorite of mine that I've always recommended. So I'll put it at number three was Sadie from like Mm -hmm. years past. I remember that was one of the first ones that was using like a, I don't know if they were doing a podcast, but there was a guy that was looking into it. Yeah, it was a podcast. Her disappear. Yeah, I remember that that being one of the first times I like really good audio book because it had a cast when a dog was barking or a baby was crying yeah. and had that in the background and I was just like am I listening to an oh, awesome or- that's why like I sometimes I don't even want to watch tv or movies I'm like some of these audiobooks are just phenomenal yeah. so yeah I remember that being awesome and I I feel like it didn't in the ending did we ever find out what really happened I feel like we didn't it was it right? was a I don't- cliffhanger like yeah. what happened ending <laughs> but it was uh, but I don't remember feeling like let down. I was just like, wow, it's like because like, it, it's realistic because sometimes mystery, you don't find out what happens in real life. The mystery, I think, ends up sort of getting solved. But like there's also that like, yeah, was it solved kind of winking? But yeah. like <laughs> certain things happen where you don't know exactly what happens to the characters you've been following through the story, mm-hmm. which I think Courtney Summers does in a lot of her books. It's like, yeah, what happened? Her. I don't know. You figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> so I'm struggling because my three top books aren't by the authors that would be my three top authors. This one I do recommend often. None Shall Sleep, mm-hmm. Ellie Marnie. Oh, yeah. So it's sort of, it is a mystery, but then it is a thriller too. So yeah, I, I would, put that I more in it, thriller horror. <laughs> I, w- Love I that don't book. know because to me, things that are more close to true crime are mystery yeah. than thriller, but both are happening. So, but if you're saying that I can't use this one as mystery, I have four more that I can. No, it's okay. You can. <laughs> I love that book so much so that we can put so, it in any category we want. So I, none, none shall sleep seems fantastical to me, but it's just the fact that the U.S. Marshals would be like, hey, random teenager, could you work with us on solving this serial killer case? that is associated with a different serial killer, but he's in jail, so he couldn't do it. So who could it be? And I'm like, wait, what? Like He's your age. You can totally relate to him. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, you're going to go in Silence of the Lamb style. You're like 17, but like go in <laughs> Silence of the Lamb style and like figure this out. Also, be friends with this guy. He's the serial killer's son. We don't know if he's maybe going to be a serial killer, but like right now it's fine. Um, so like the book, I, my book is so good. The book is so good, but the premise of it, I'm just like, (laughs) is this happening? Is the FBI just like cold calling teens? Like, Hey, you want to go into a prison and interview a guy? And if so, that needs to be a show too. So I would watch it. I would hundred percent watch it, but I do recommend that one a lot because there's a lot of people that are into true crime, but also want that mystery feel. So it is absolutely mysterious, but there is some horror elements because serial killers and there's some thriller elements because they get surprisingly into some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who would have thought that would happen? 
But also imagine, like, just imagine you got home from high school, you're having like your snack, and then the FBI is like, yo, we got a job for you. (laughs) We're ready for the top two. This was not easy to decide. I I just like Mm -mm. kind of just like blindly was just like, yeah, these these three are good. Yes. Um, My number two spot is I Killed Zoe Spanos by Kyle. Nice one. Yeah, I'm just realizing now that's another podcast one, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're so good. They're great. But it was so good. What sold me what's, is it's a retelling of Rebecca, which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I like watched it in college and I was just like, this, like I, that, that in itself is a mystery because you're trying to figure out what happened to someone who's already dead. And it was just like, oh, this isn't really a mystery. Nobody really cares. These are two girls, Anna looks like the dead girl mm-hmm. or maybe dead girl we'll we'll figure it out <laughs> as you read but no, i think is, we knew i think we knew she we was know? yeah i think she, we knew because she came to a town and they were already like trying to figure out okay because her fa- I, yeah like reading the, mm-hmm. the, the but in the, the back of your head they're like is she really zoe yeah yeah the girl yeah. Heart? like it's what sold me on this was that opening scene, mm-hmm. which is her coming into the police detective station, so, the, the station, station <laughs> and that whole interrogation scene was so good. And then like <laughs> the flashbacks and trying to figure out why either these two girls look alike and what's their connection. And she's an unreliable narrator. So there's memories that she's either misremembering. So she's a mystery to herself mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's a mystery to everybody else, including you. That's another one where you find out what happened and you're like, Oh, of course, that's, that's the reason. <laughs> yeah. Of course, why why this everything happened? But I, I think I wrote in my review that the characters were mediocre, <laughs> and like I didn't care about any of them. But I really, really yeah, wanted I think to that's know true. what was happening. Like yeah, I was like, I don't care that this girl's dead. But yeah, like I she meets know. the siblings and friends of like yeah, they're all and, like, because they're like rich uppity ups, and I'm like, yeah. oh, whatever. Like you can't relate to that. <laughs> Sometimes when you can't relate to the characters or you do actively Mm. dislike characters, sometimes it makes it like, I don't know, I'm rooting for the bad thing to happen. Like uh, the one that I'm thinking of is a thriller, but five survive by, I think it's. Oh my God. Yeah. That's Um, I hated almost everyone in that. And I was like, can they kill more? Can they kill more? They all die somehow. I know you're telling me that five people are going to survive, but is there a way for them to not? Because I didn't care about any of them. So, like, maybe this won't be five surviving, and that was my like that was my mystery. But that one's that one is very much a thriller. I was so disappointed with that one. Like, I was like, what happened to like the characterization from her? But you would think that you want people to like the characters, but maybe that's the point. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, this two. isn't our top hates. This is our top. <laughs> I, know, so, I know. All right. So I'll do my my number two, which is an old. I read this book a decade ago and I almost forgot about it, really, because it's not on my radar as much. It's A.S. King. Uh, Please ignore Vera Dietz. I wasn't even a librarian yet. And this is one of the first YA books I remember reading. Like, wow, this is really good. Amazing. And it's really sad. And two. And that's one that we were talking about earlier, where it's the mystery of what happened to this her friend. 
But then it goes back and forth between her actual friendship and eventual love story between her and her friend Charlie. And then what actually happened with his death and stuff like that. And I just thought it was a fantastic mystery. And that, I think, is a true mystery mystery. Because it's just one thing happens and we got to figure out what that is. Yes. My number two is The Firekeeper's Daughter. This one was a mystery to me just finding out that it was a mystery. Because when (laughs) I look at the cover... This is Angeline Boulay. When I look at the cover for like a year, I'm like, that's a fantasy book. I don't like fantasy. It's really big. I'm not going to be able to. And then I started reading it and I'm like waiting for the like a good half because I have this habit. I will take out a book and I will not read what it's about. I just take out the book and I'm like, people think this is good. Let me test it out. So I based on the cover and that's on me. I thought it was a fantasy. So like all the way halfway through the book, I'm still like, where is the fantasy going to be? This is a murder mystery. Like there's something going on. And then I finally read the cover. I'm like, oh, this is not fantasy at all. Surprise. (laughs) So that, (laughs) that in itself got me, but this one I thought was really good. I don't know if it was because I thought it was something totally different. And then I found out what it was, but I thought it was a good mystery. And then the reveal, you know, like it speaks, speaks to a lot of my personal interests. I have not read that one. So maybe I'll put that on my list. I'm sitting here thinking that's not a fantasy book. (laughs) I know the cover. I don't, I don't cover. It looks very fantasy. When I look at the cover now, I'm like, what about it made me feel like it was a fantasy? Because there's nothing in there that looks fantastical. It's two faces. There's some fire. There's some burnt... This is just what was it called again? The Firekeeper's fire daughter? daughter. It does sound like fire a fantasy keeper. novel title, though. Firekeeper. Like, what is a firekeeper? It sounds well, like that can be some sort of thing that out. moves fire. <laughs> you know, like you're going to find out because the book was not what I thought it was. And that's great. It was really well written and it was different than others. We are at our number one spot. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm going to say something very controversial. So I have at my number one spot, one of us is next. Okay. <laughs> How did that yeah, happen? I, I don't even remember. Like, I know I read it, but I don't even remember what happened. I just, I, <laughs> one of I, us is next is the sequel. It's the sequel right, it to is, one of us okay. is lying. Yes. So is that the one where they're running around town doing stuff or skipping school? No, that is, you'll be the death of me, I believe. Mm. Titles, but they sound similar to me. I mean, we're not talking about horror movies, but it felt very much like a horror movie sequel where it's like the second generation mm-hmm. is trying to solve a mystery and the characters from the first book are like in the background. But the characters in this book were in the background of the first book. So you're getting to know them better. I just thought that was really interesting. The ending of this one was also like, I didn't really see it coming. So my number one, and I still love this book to this day, and I loved its sequel a lot, too, is The Initial Insult by Mindy McGinnis. And this is one of the most bonkers books I've like ever read. So much so that I recommend this sometimes to teens and they don't they hate it and they don't understand it. Like, is that the on? one? Is that the one that's the retelling of Edgar Allan Poe? Yeah. So okay. it's a retelling of Cask of Amontillado, Amontillado, whatever, however you, ha- you pronounce that. <laughs> um, so the girl Tress 
she's living in poverty because her parents died mysteriously mm-hmm. years before. And she's convinced that her ex-best friend knows what happened. Because she but was she, with them. Yeah, because she was like, with her parents. It wasn't just like arbitrary. Yeah, yeah, you know it. Yeah, she was with them when it happens, but she seems to have no memory. So her idea is to go. To the, there's this huge party going on. Everybody's getting mm-hmm. wasted. And she bashes her friend over the head, drags her downstairs into the basement and starts to slowly brick her up into the wall as mm-hmm. you do. Uh, and it's just so good. So but it good. was also sort of fall of the house of Usher as well. Yeah. It's all, it's like all of them mixed yeah. together. Cause you have yes. like all the different Cause names. you also have her being bricked yeah. into a wall. Yeah. So, and yeah. like in the second, the second book, there's more of Usher going yes. on. I so. like the second the book the more. Yeah. This is the one with the pants are yes. running around. Okay. okay. As like, and then I, there's also, the, did I make um, that up? Like, was that yeah. a secret dream? I made yeah, and there's like and there's a POV of a panther. It's so mm-hmm. good. I love mm-hmm. this book so much. Isn't there another animal's point of view too? From yes, yeah, in the second yeah. one, the orangutan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh god, it's so good. It's so good. So I yeah, like, a really oddball mystery thriller horror. I like them as a set. I yeah. don't think I would have put that as single book my top, but as a set, they are very memorable. Um, it's a great and, duology. I don't think, yes. I think if there's only two, I don't think there's going to be a third. I, I, I don't ended, think so. Right? I think it pretty much resolved. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. My number one, I, I'm going back and forth on a lot of things. It could uh, be a tie. I can't it even. It can help it. you resolve it would, the tie. It'd be a like a, ten, a ten-way tie at this point. <laughs> so I'm going to go with, oh, I did Okay. I'm, okay. I'm going to do tie. You Owe Me a Murder uh, by Eileen Cook which is sort of like Agatha Christie. I think it's an Agatha Christie book where one person is like, I don't like this person. And the other person is a stranger. Oh, strangers on a train. They're like, I don't like this person. uh, And I want them murdered. And you don't know me at all. And you don't like that person. And you want them murdered. So like, how about we just like murder for each other? And so this like happens on a flight across the country. The one girl's like, ha ha ha, that's funny. But the other girl's like, no, like, Seriously, like I did the thing and now you have to do the thing. So then she's like, I don't know if you understand that I'm not murdering people. And she's like, but you, (laughs) but you are, or else I'm going to frame you for this other murder. So that one, I think it maybe is top. And then I would like to read that. That sounds great. The other um, dig two graves by Gretchen McNeil. Yes. Yes. She had one too. I remember that. And the other one is the lies we tell Katie Zhao and that Ooh. one is things are happening at this college and we don't know who did these things. There are some racist attacks and it's a little bit dark academia, but I also really like dark academia. Uh, so I have to have one in every podcast I do. Um, <laughs> and so there's definitely like things going on in this town and the one girl just gets to college. And so she's like sussing things out, but her parents own her Chinese bakery off campus and they have a nemesis family, but she gets along with the nemesis son. And they also have a bakery, which is probably part of why they're nemesis, nemesis, nemesis. And that bakery gets vandalized and in a very racially motivated way. And This is like tying into a lot of other things that are happening at the school because she ends up going to the school in order to solve a murder, just like as far as I can tell. (laughs) Well, based on what I know of YA books, everyone selects their college based on an unsolved murder that they are going to have a podcast about or solve. So like her 
it was her babysitter when she was younger. And then when she went to school, she was murdered and it has never been solved. So she's going to like try to figure this out because she also sees herself in her babysitter. And then things start happening to her that seem like maybe they were the same as what was happening to the babysitter before she was murdered. I don't know. I like dark academia. Yeah. And you can't tell me not to. (laughs) So those are my top two as a tie. That really reminds me of don't breathe a word. Did you guys read that one? Mm-mm. Yeah, it's similar. Like she goes to this school to solve. To yeah, find out I mean, that's mother. how Stevie Bell ended up at whatever academy because she wanted to solve the murder. And they're like, sure, you're admitted. Yes. That reminded me of Very Bad People by. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Rick. yeah. That one's so Oh, yeah, good. that's right, too. Yeah, I just read we that one. We have her on uh, the podcast for Dark Academia. So promotion for podcasts that you may or may not have listened to. <laughs> listeners <laughs> <laughs> i remember a very bad pe- i was reading as i yeah, was very reading bad it i think was really good i didn't like it at first or for a lot of the book i i well, it's not like i didn't like it i didn't think it was quite as good as mm-hmm. who killed zoe's and then like towards the end though something must have happened because i gave it a five i don't remember what again as i i must have a problem with my brain but i think i remember it having a really good ending Can I tell you that I love that you have this problem as well? Because (laughs) I thought it was just me that every book I read after I read it is now a mystery to me because I have Mm. no idea what happened in that book. I will pick up books and be like, I've read this book. Let me book talk it. (laughs) And then I'm like, this is a book. This is good. This looks good. I don't know what I don't know (laughs) what happens in it. I remember maybe I liked it, but I'm not. 100% sure why or if that's even true. (laughs) So I really do appreciate that you also have the same problem because I thought it was just me that cannot retain it. And I think that's why my bookstagram is helping me because I have to actually write a little review at least or at least my feelings on it more. I feel like I should do that, but I don't want to. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to check out the Ocean County Library's website for more podcasts and events. All titles mentioned in today's episode can be found through the Ocean County Library, free with your library card. Until next time, happy reading.